Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? What is the holdup here with Senator? Um... They're waiting. I think teams are waiting to see. The centers are waiting to see um, what happens with Dame and Miami and Harden and all of that. Um, because I, basically, you can assume like all these dudes have minimum offers for a bunch of places now, and um, I think they're waiting for the first guy to sign based on role and if when it all shakes out with all the trades and um if anybody can get more than the uh the minimum i think mm-hmm. that's true of i think that's uh, bismack biombo and mo and uh christian wood i mean uh, mm-hmm. yeah and wood and um and dario saric also has a bunch of offers all over the place um yeah so i think it i think teams are waiting to see because that that may impact you know, the, the certainly like title favorites or title odds. And they're going to, if, if you're only, if you only have offers for the minimum, then it becomes three things. Where do you want to live? Um, how much are you, what kind of role can you get? How much do you think you'll play and how good is the team going to be? And so, yeah, what can you, because like, because to? all of the guys who have leverage to make decisions at more get offers for more than the minimum have made those decisions. Um, I think that that next group that that we just talked about um, is waiting to see. Yeah. I think the, the whole NBA is being held up by what happens with potential Dame trades and potential Harden trades. So I keep seeing this kind of comment in the in in the comment section. Some version of this: No team mm-hmm. wanted to trade for Malik and Mo. Look, they they're still free agents. I'm not saying any team was like lining up themselves to trade for those guys, the player, but. You combine expiring contracts with draft capital, and that's how like the vast majority majority of trades that improve rosters have happened over the years. Like that's yeah, just but, how it's gone. But that was, but yeah, but that 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 was different. This is a different NBA. Well, we'll now. see. Like, well, I, I I don't think those deals have completely gone away. Like, I I, to, I do. Teams have had to but attach, I do think teams have had to attach picks to take nothing back just to get off of guys. But not off of not in expirings. Like I haven't seen an expiring contract that that like the team has had to attach a pick to. You know, um, other than Russ when he was making forty seven million dollars and he was such a headache. Uh, Joe that, Harris like, is Joe Harris expiring? He might be expiring. I think he might have another year. Maybe, but okay. um, uh, Bertans Bertans definitely has another year. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Bert, yeah, Berton. Like, I think Holmes has a year beyond this one too. Holmes has, has so, this one and another one, yeah. So, like, typically those those you know, and and it makes sense. Like, you know, you don't want that money on your books beyond this year. You don't want to amnesty that player, stretch and wave that player, um, wave and stretch that player, um, because that just takes it you know that much longer to rip off the band aid. So, like, that makes sense. But if you have a player who has has that extra year on their on your books and is still a a productive nba player and you can get some draft draft capital with having that money no longer on your books beyond this this current season that's mm-hmm. usually what teams line themselves up to do at the deadline when they find out that their season didn't go to plan right and 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 again like you're right it might just be under this new cba that we just don't see the and, trades and we have, what was a trade that like, isn't a non-star trade that we've seen to this point. And, and that was one I mean, of the things that the I've salary said all dumps that we've, that we've mentioned, like John Collins, right, like, but I mean, they had to trade, yeah. they had to give up a pick to get off of John Collins, who, yeah. who's a damn good player. But, I, but I mean, I mean, like so far, the only trades that we've seen are salary dumps and stars forcing their way out of markets. That is it. And it might just be, by the way, like it might just be that the, the front office looked around and said, yeah, we aren't seeing that change anytime soon. And they said they decided to go in this direction, which is fine. Like that is, that is a, 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 a perfectly logical path forward there at that, that like I'm okay with, but um, I still think that there was more that could have been done even on this path to maintain a little bit more spending power um, in the, in this season that, that like, I just, you know, kind of disagree with not doing and, doesn't change much. But I also, like that's I also think that like people will snicker about it because it seems like the Lakers being cheap, which people have their own opinion on all, on all of this stuff, but there is a value to not being a tax team um, and not being in the repeater tax because it gets more punitive um, mm-hmm. in the new CBA and starts affecting more than just money, you know, more than just having to pay more money. So and like this, I, there's a theory around the league that one of the reasons I think I said this weeks ago on on the show here, but there's a theory that one of the reasons why Phoenix is being so bold is because they just are not in any jeopardy of because they've just never been in the tax because Bobby mm-hmm. Sarves, your guy, maybe the best thing he did was never pay the tax because now it gives some freedom for Phoenix to just rumble through yeah, like all two, over the like place. Three. They have to if they're up above that apron for three of the next four years, then it really, really gets hurtful. Yeah, if they're they yes, do. if it's three of yes, three or five years in total. They so if they're in, well, yeah, it's next year. It starts all the punitive stuff. But yes, then that's when like your draft pick goes to the end of the draft, and your draft pick is frozen, so you can't, you're not able to trade it mm-hmm. um, into the future, yeah. which freezes up your other picks, and then you have to be out of it for like three years in a row to unfreeze your pick so by that time like it's done anyway uh so there is some benefit to staying uh staying out of the tax i think the lakers are going to be right up against it you know depending on 15th guy and is that a veteran another veteran minimum guy or is it converting somebody like i do think there's a chance for castleton to play a little bit um now are the lakers going to be forced to convert his contract into a normal contract You'd like to hope not, but if he pops, you know, here in summer league playing again tonight, if he pops in summer league over the next couple of weeks, um, even though he has a two way contract, he can sign anywhere. 
He did want to come to the Lakers, but you, any team can sign him to a regular contract. It's kind of like mm-hmm. summer league where <laughs> guys can like switch teams <laughs> during summer league. I think Mac <laughs> McClung switched from the Lakers to the Warriors and then from the Warriors to somebody else, like all in some during summer league last year. I love how messy uh, summer league can get. <laughs> so like with Austin, Austin was so good that the Lakers were worried. So Austin signed a regular contract, got converted, his two-way got converted before the season started because yeah. the Lakers were concerned that if they didn't, somebody else would. So mm-hmm. I do think there's a chance for Castleton. You'd love to have him on a two-way, you know, and, and let him play a few minutes here and there from that and get a better look at him. But if he pops, there is a danger that somebody else could sign him out from under you. So what happens with another big and, that saves and what you happens $2 million with the 15th? Bucks. What's that? You know? And that saves you two million bucks because yeah, his but, contract I mean, that's just, is going to be. That's just like the that that is the well, like, but again, most if, like, prudent if, path to take. Unless you're they're, scared, you're going to lose him. If their if their path or if if so, the Lakers if they so they're going to start the season as tax as a tax paying team, but Probably. if over the course in all likelihood, um, they would have to. I think they're they're a tax team now, and they I don't think they can. To, I think if I think they'd have to like pull an offer. The fifteen. I don't think if the Lake. I think if the Lakers do not use their fifteenth slot to start the season, then they will be just slightly under the tax. Although it doesn't matter much because the tax is calculated the last day of the regular season. Well, that's what I mean. Is that like uh, they will start the season either at or you know slightly above, or like just like in that ballpark that over the course of the season, like by the end of it they can potentially trim some money with like sending it, making a trade where they send out more money that they get, then they get back and you can get under the tax that way. And, and, and they can, you know, again, avoid being a tax team. And and that's just where I'm sorry. This is not how, this is just how I'm wired going from the Western conference team, a Western conference finals to not paying luxury taxes the next year is just not going to ever be something I'm okay with, or I'm cool or excited about. Like, that's not, that's not something that, that I am uh, ever going to be like, Oh hell yeah. Look at those books. Like, you know, especially if it means that that could take away from some optionality over the course of the season. Um, and, and by the way, like, I don't think any fans should really care about that, but that's, that's all kind of besides the point. We're 40 minutes into this. I promised some Damian Lillard talking. I want to talk right. about Damian Lillard. Um, do you think, uh, and yes, I, I see this, Benji. I see that they paid four point seven million. To that's not affected by their. That doesn't affect their luxury taxes at all. So that like, is correct. But that is another thing. Uh, if you go over the second apron, that's another thing you can't do. You don't. You cannot send yeah. out any money in trade or buy any picks or anything like that. Yeah. So. Um, which like the Lakers are never gonna. I'm 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 willing to sit here and predict this. The Lakers will never under bus ownership be above the second apron. I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict that one, put money on it in Vegas. And then the day that I die, Jen will be able to pick up that bet at the, at the, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. List, sure. I want to talk, I want to talk about Damian Lillard though, mm-hmm. um, really quickly before we get out of here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's a sentiment right now that Portland like owes it to Dame to send him to Miami, the only team he apparently wants to be traded to. And um, that is where I stub my toe on the, the star empowerment stuff. That is where I'm just like, nope, no, 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 no. You don't get to like sign your... 60 million year, dollar a year extension and then act like a free agent like that's the whole point well, of you contracts. do you do but <laughs> nobody has to honor that right but no i yeah that's what i mean is that like um like dame isn't owed anything here like portland owes it to themselves to get the best trade that they can get for themselves which by the way like still might not be great because other teams aren't going to want to trade for an already pissed off star like he is eventually going to be a uh, Miami Heat, a member of the Miami Heat. Like that is probably still going to happen here because teams, just like we saw with Anthony Davis, they started, you know, the offers started getting getting worse as it became as it got leaked more and more that uh, AD didn't want to play in like Boston or whatever. Um, still though, with AD, like this is where I I I you know people were saying because I said that you know players are using trades as like a pseudo free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans still the, people call it the transfer portal now, like college. Sports. Yeah. Uh, teams or New Orleans still got a shit ton for Anthony Davis. They, they, they still got a ton. And this idea that like, because Damian Lillard has been loyal to Portland, that Portland should have to take back Tyler hero, Kyle Lowry's expiring. And like, one pick is just it's obscene to me that doesn't make any sense and and like portland doesn't owe that to them and and this idea that like portland fans have to be okay with that too and and just like be happy that they did right by by damian lillard when he's no longer a member of the portland trailblazers and didn't win anything for the blazers while he was there like i i i I don't know i i that is where i draw the line in onlineness onlineness so yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. Um, I think, I mean, I do I do think he's going to end up going to Miami. I dislike it. I'm tired of all of it already. I'm tired of Miami lying. I'm tired of Dame. Like, I'm tired of Dame and Miami and uh, and the Blazers all trying to leak different stuff that is all yeah. ridiculous. Trying to get their story out in front of all of this. I'm yeah. tired of all of that. Dame shit. has incredible respect for the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just tired of all of this. Um, 
<clears throat> I do think this is a this is a pretty interesting test case though because yeah, Dame. All right, so here's I do think Portland owes it to Dame. Not owes it to him, but I think what they should probably do is send him like to Detroit somewhere. No, to send him somewhere <laughs> where he has a chance. I think that I think yeah. that's what they should do. But yeah. I do not think they should be bound to have to send him to Miami or Brooklyn or wherever. I think they should get the best deal they can. And if there are two deals that are close or three deals that are close, um, I don't mean close to completion. I mean, close to value yeah, and yeah. return mm-hmm. that then they can go to him and say, which one do you want? Yeah. I think I that's agree. fine. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think, I think they should do that, but to take like 10 cents on the dollar, just because Dame says I'm going to Miami, like period. Yeah. I do think Dame is doing that to depress offers other places i mean kind of like the lakers did hey we're matching and you're going to tie up your cap space if you if you offer uh austin so then nobody offered austin right um so i do think dame is is doing trying to depress offers by saying like it's only miami um and you know putting it out there that it's all like he's had like five different people come out with the story the same story dame is now reiterating it is only miami is although it is funny how many I, I guess Haynes and Shams are, are different, but like, um, I forget Mark Spears which reporter it is. It. Um, no, but there's, there's a guy based in Florida who's been like adamant about this. And it's like, oh, that's very yeah. clearly Pat Riley like indicating right. all of these things to you. And it's just but like, then they're also all like, it. it's just oh, so well, ridiculous. We're, we're not going to include Caleb Martin. Like, okay. Caleb Martin is the sticking point here. Yeah. Right. And by the way, who's to say that that's enough for the Blazers, even if you throw Caleb Martin and Caleb Martin's a good player. Fine. I mean, fine. But like and then, you know, the Blazers are posturing that they're not going to do anything. Right. Um, which is yeah. nonsense. But. What is Dame going to do if they trade him anywhere right, or don't thing. trade him? What's Dame going to do? I, it is like because um, there was a, I guess somebody found a quote from Dame a couple of years ago saying that you know, if he ever did ask for a trade, which is just so perfectly Damian Lillard trade sock as shit, but he was just like back a couple of years ago said that if I ever do ask for a trade, then I would act a fool to make sure that I get to the right place that I want to be and all this stuff. And it's cool. just like, okay, you, you want, gave up that, you, you gave up, you gave up that right when you signed your extension. Yeah. Well also, for all also money. like that's how you want to be remembered in Portland, right? Like he has like, when we talk about what Portland owes to him and like what they lose if they don't do right by him here, Damian, da- Damian Lillard, like the reason he's as popular as he is is because of the loyalty stuff. And then now at the very end, if you make a mess out of all of this, that's going to be how you're remembered because he didn't do anything in Portland. He has a one. I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't win a championship. Was, no, he didn't no. make, he, he didn't make a finals. No. Like, I mean, they were like, consistently very good or good. He didn't. He didn't good. win an MVP. No. <laughs> like, like the, I, this, this is. Like, people have been comparing. Well, this is their Kobe. You know what Kobe did? Kobe won. Kobe was our Kobe because he was Kobe well, effing yeah, Bryant. And also, like whatever, eleven years is very different than twenty or twenty-one, whatever. Yeah, and it's just like. I, and yes, the five championships helps in the Kobe on the Kobe and, side and, of the ledger also. And the MVP and the multiple finals MVPs yeah. and all of the all NBA teams and all like all of the all-star stuff, the records that he broke. Like it's just I I I I've I've been watching this and and this is like I, I have found my line in the sand on how 
much power players should have is Damian Lillard. <laughs> like, I, like, I, don't, I don't think like, this is my point of why I'm so tired of all of this. And again, I think he probably is going to end up in Miami. Um, yeah, me too. But um, I'm the reason I'm so tired of all of it. Like, I don't think any of the, I don't think any of the three entities come out looking very good or so far have handled yeah. themselves particularly well. They, none of them have covered themselves in glory. Like, you know, like uh, Portland. Oh, well, I mean, we were going to sign Jeremy Grant to five years, 160. Yeah, like, what, well, Dame or not? No, the fuck you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, what else are they going to say, right? And they're yeah. like, they can't back out. Jeremy Grant's I mean, own family saw he got out. that number and he was like, wait, you got what? We going Sizzler? <laughs> How? Uh, so, yeah, I don't like, I'm sick of all this. I think he probably ends up there. But I, I mean, just because I'm a cheerleader for foolishness, uh, shout out Cedric the Entertainer, I... I actually want to see the Blazers hold the line and just say no. Yeah. Just say no. Nope. I mean, it's also kind of, it's very different in some ways and similar in some ways. What happens? I'm, you know, they're putting it at Philly's putting it out there that they're trying to, they're saying they're trying to like mend fences and bring, you know, James back to like have mm-hmm. him come back and play. And they think there's a chance maybe, but what are they like? I'm interested in seeing if they just say, I don't, if Daryl Morey says it, like there isn't a deal out there that, is good enough, so no, I'm not trading you. What, like that's come back the, or don't. You know, I mean, like you can sit out if you want, but. And we saw it with Ben Simmons. Did you mention? Did you say that we saw it no, with Ben Simmons? No, yeah, that, like, he held. The, yes, he he held the line. You know that they basically the, were just the like, we're and just all of that kind of stuff. The problem, yeah. the difference though, is Ben Simmons had a like the Ben Simmons. The way Ben Simmons is similar to Dame is they both have very long contracts. Yeah, James this year, like. Yeah, I don't think he can't he can't pull that like COVID shit. I'm partying in in Vegas with my trainer at the strip club. Yeah. And then I'm showing up to camp fat and late and then like loafing around and I'll play one gig game to show everybody that I can still hoop and then I'll take eight games off. Yeah, I don't think he can do that again because he opted into his contract because he saw there wasn't a great free agent market for him. Yep. And he is 34 now. And a very good player still, but he is not a 30-year-old in the prime of his career and one of the best few players in the league. Yeah. He's good still, but he is on the last year of his deal and needs to get his next one. So I think he comes in. If they just say no, if Daryl Morey just says, I couldn't find anything, no. Yeah. I think James has to come back and hoop. And what's yeah. Dame gonna do? Dame is like, it's like, I mean, look, we don't. Unless you know these people personally, we don't really know these guys. We only know what we hear yeah. and see of them. Mm-hmm. But I know Dame some. I know KD some. Those two have felt like the guys that like both have four years left and Brooklyn didn't end up holding the line. But like, what are you going to do? Those two dudes are going to hoop, right? Like that's, yeah. that is all that we see of them. And from my personal interaction with them, that would be my read on it as well. That those dudes are not what a damn going to sit out four years if Portland just says no. Of course he's not. He's going to who? It would end his career. Like he's <laughs> yeah, he's going to be thirty three in a couple weeks. I think it would end his chances at getting you know much beyond this contract, anywhere near this contract again. So, yeah, I I, I think I, this is an interesting test case. I I think I think and and like the macro side of this, you know, I think to be absolutely clear, 
stars getting empowered the way that they were was inevitable and it was the right thing to have happen because they are the league, right? They are these organizations. Um, I can, I can like a certain executive or I can like a certain coach or I can like a certain owner or whatever, but unless they have a Steph or a LeBron or a Kobe or, you know, one of those franchise changing talents, that organization isn't winning a championship. And, and like those kinds of talents should have the amount of leverage that they have, that they have earned where I think we got a little, we, we lost the plot a little bit is when players who aren't those players start acting like they are those players. And Dame, great player, phenomenal talent, one of like offensively, one of the players I will most enjoy watching in my in my entire adult lifetime. Um, just an absolute delight to watch play. By the way, Loki had one of the best offensive seasons ever last ever year. Ever. Didn't play last that much, year. but he had one of the best individual offensive seasons, like a top five individual offensive season ever last year. And the Blazers sucked. And then, um, you uh, know, they did. And, you know, part of that is he has never been a very good defensive player. He no, has he's, never he's been. Bad. He's downright bad. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, you know, with, and you can talk about this with like James Harden too, right? We thought he was going to be an all timer. Offensively, he is an all timer. It just so happens he short circuits as the, as, as, uh, insurance fraud doesn't get rewarded in the playoffs. And that really changed who, how we think of him as a player. And that guy demanding three trades in three seasons or 18 months or whatever it's been with James Harden. It's like, yep, yeah, I'm all, this is where, <laughs> this is where this I start. Is, this to is where get, Anthony draws the line. I'm like, eh, all right, the, 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 the star empowerment and stuff like that. Like we need to, because I do think like, I, I don't want, I don't want the James Hardens of the world to ruin it for the guys who actually should have this power. Like that's the, the guys who, who, you know, like it, it, Steph to me is an interesting one because I really wish he would have had the power to to walk into the ownership uh, office and say, "Hey, your whole two timeline thing, no, we aren't doing that. We're maximizing I mean, my did. time here." <laughs> he did have the power to do that. That's just not who he is. Right. And then he I'm, did. He he finally did that this this off season. Yeah, and and but I, if it would have happened two seasons ago, he probably has two more championships under his belt. And we watch him in that situation more than we than we have gotten to watch him in that situation, right? Um, LeBron, early in his career, should have been able to walk into those Cleveland offices and say, "Yeah, Zajunas Elgowskis, I'm going to need somebody a little bit better than that." Uh, yeah, that's why was there's it? the rule. They traded him and brought him back. That's why there's the rule <laughs> that you can't uh, resign guys. You yeah, know, the funny Ricky Davis thought that LeBron was drafted to back him up, which is funny. <laughs> I was thinking like LeBron is an 18 year old going to management. You're like, get this, get this dude out of here. <laughs> so like, like Paul Silas, get this dude up out of here. I, I want, I want the right stars to have that level of power in their organization. I want it. I preferably they work hand in hand with those organizations, and I think that's where you see the the best careers, right? The Tim Duncan careers, the Kobe careers, the the, the ones that like. You look at it and you're like, you know what? There was not very much left on the table I mean, there. I mean, Kobe requested a trade. Yeah, and he, and you know what? On, the, and then went on radio. And you know what the Lakers? You know what the Lakers said, did? You know what? You know what Dr. Bus did? He said, "No, Kobe, you're not getting fucking traded." <laughs> and no, we're I not trading you. We're not trading. What, what, what we also aren't going to do is trade you to the Bulls and not get Luol Deng back. <laughs> That's what it was. He was like, I, I looked and I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. get it. Not, I will not. I just can't do well right. enough to trade you. It's not worth it. 
And 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 it worked out, right? Kobe won two more championships because the Lakers said no. So my point is, I don't know how collaborative Kobe was being with management. <clears throat> By the way, he should have been pissed. He was dragging Fine. Luke Walton and Smush <laughs> Parker and like Lamar Odom before he was like a sixth man. Like he was, he those 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 Lakers rosters. I everybody he should have demanded a trade. I would have liked to seen him play on Pluto. I was so sick of watching those like Brian Cook. Like I get him out of my life. <laughs> so like yeah, I do think Kobe should have had that power. And but like. You know, to to compare Kobe having that power to Dame having that power, and that like Portland somehow owes Dame something that he Portland owes it to Dame to take ten ten cents on the dollar. No, <laughs> just <laughs> just no. We're, we're, that's where that's where like I am team management apparently. <laughs> Did, have you you reminded me of like those those Kobe teams were not so great and uh, Luke Walton has like a really funny story uh like they're as they're watching the game go on right and kobe finally scores up whatever his 81st point and luke's on the bench and like hits somebody sitting next to him and looks up and he goes will you look at this mother this fucking shit kobe and i got kobe and i scored 81 no it was a uh, smush parker after the game said like <laughs> kobe no, but and smush I had like 13 90. or something no, he had, he had nine. He combined for 90. <laughs> no, Smush had 13. Oh, okay. All right. But but yeah, that was... Uh, Lamar Odom had eight. Chris Min, yeah. 12. Kwame Brown, three. Slava Medvedenko didn't get in. Brian Cook had two. Devin you George had names? none. You hear these names? That's why he none. wanted to play on Pluto. Ronnie Turioff and Aaron McKee <laughs> did not play. Sasha had three. Um. All right, I... I have a I have a story to tell you before we get out of here. And I think you're going to find this amusing. Okay. So over the holiday weekend on Friday, my neighbor across the street um, held a cookout. And this was the one I texted you about, right? right. right. Um, you know, because like the, 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 the meme on it, right, is so-and-so is, is invited to the cookout. And I got, I got invited to the cookout. The family across the street is, is a black family. Love them to the, to like, they are just incredible people. So they invite me over and um, they invite me and Jen and then Avery was playing with everybody and we had an absolute blast, incredible food. I even joked with them like while they were cooking the crawfish um, that like earlier this year during crawfish season, there was a crawfish boil and, and the people who were cooking the crawfish were white. And I was like, there was no flavor on that crawfish. And they all, they all started busting not, up laughing. At not, <laughs> that was not the case. It was like, it, it had proper kick. I could have taken a little more like kick, but but I, I guess they had some like older family that they didn't yeah, want to spice serve out. It with, and you serve yeah. it with you put hot sauce on the side in case you want to yeah. you want to doctor it up. So we um so we're, we're there or whatever, and and um one my 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 neighbor Paul his aunt uh asks me my name, and I go my name's Fred. Um, that's all like everybody who's followed me for a long time. Anthony is my professional name. That's my legal name, but my friends and family they call me Fred. So. She goes, no shit. Your name is Fred. Is it short for Frederick? I go, yeah, yeah. My my middle name is Frederick. I but everybody calls me Fred. And she goes, no way. That's my son over there. His name is Frederick. And I and and she goes, hey, Frederick. And he like turns around and he goes, like what? He goes, hey, his name is Fred. And I go, yeah, hi. And, and, is it really? Is it really Fred? He goes, yeah, 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 totally, totally Fred. So um, the 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 cookout 
ensues. The entirety of the cookout ensues. We have a blast. And the whole time I'm calling this dude Fred. The whole time. And I, I'm, I it become like a run, running joke that like, uh, you know, there were two Freds and all of Fred this. Your name is Fred my name is Fred. This, well, because yeah. Fred is like, we're, we're a dying breed. There just aren't very many Freds anymore. And so I was just joking with him that like in all of this city, there's probably two Freds and they're in this building at this time. We had <laughs> just laughing at that the whole time. And, um, and then at the, uh, at the very end of the night, as I'm walking back across the street, back home, I, I, I see Fred, I, I, I pat him on the back or whatever. And I go, Hey man, it was really nice meeting you. So cool to see another Fred. And he goes, yeah, man. And I, and, and by the way, you're not messing with me. Your name is actually Fred, right? He goes, Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. So we leave and we actually get together with, um, Paul and Simone the, the next night again. And I go, you know, I, I had so much fun. Thanks for having us. This was, this was just an absolute blast. I love stuff like that. I miss my, my family in El Paso because those kinds of cookouts are just my shit. That is so much fun. And, um, and I go also, it was really cool to meet your, your cousin, Fred. It's just so funny. You have a cousin named Fred and Paul goes, I don't have a cousin named Fred. <laughs> I go, excuse me. <laughs> he goes, no, no, no cousins named Fred. Who do you think you're talking about? And I go, the guy who was cooking in the, in the college shirt. He goes, that's Taiwan. Pardon me? <laughs> middle name Fred? Nope. I don't know his middle name, but I don't think it's Fred. <laughs> so they, they fucked with me for like, we were there for like six hours. And, and I'm just like, the whole house, which had like 50 people in it, were in on this joke. Uh, and, I, and I was just the only one who apparently was just, you know, in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, they wanted, they wanted, to, they wanted to uh, bring you over to the cookout to point and laugh at the white dude. That was the entertainment it, for the night. It was. Did, it was you, really did good. you play any dominoes? You get on the spades? What'd you do? I uh, played, some dominoes, played yeah. some dominoes. Played some dominoes with Fred and uh, <laughs> uh, played some. Had, do- were you playing cutthroat, or you, maybe you guys had to be partners? I mean, the two Freds together got to be. <laughs> no, I think we played. It was, it was cutthroat. It was just everybody out for. It was only a table of like five people you know so um there was playing we were rotating people big, in and big out. six and, big nine hmm never mind continue no yeah <laughs> <laughs> was the highest so was, was the highest was the highest bone was it six and six or was it nine and nine? Oh, uh six and six okay big six yeah. a standard standard big six mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was it was a, it was really good and to get on tend to get uh, on the board we played I think we play for like 20 bucks. No. 10 to get oh. on. Do you need a dime? Do you need a 10 for your first your oh, initial score? Um, to get on the board, you can't it's yeah. gotta be a dime or more. You can't get on the phone. You can't get on the board with Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It was yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I try I tried I tried to get one for five and they're like, no, that doesn't count. No. I mean later mm-hmm. on you can. Just it takes yeah. a 10 to get on. Right. But it was it was a it was a really good time, but I was just laughing at the fact that and, and you know, it's funny because my next door neighbors uh also uh, you know, a whiter couple, but uh, Caleb, um, who they called Craig all night, and uh, Caleb, they probably um, told him the dude's name was Craig or Caleb or whatever yeah. his name is. They probably no, told was, him the same dude was named had his name too. They messed with uh, Caleb a lot more than they messed with me. Um, because <laughs> he like asked for it though, because he walks in and there was this one guy 
whose daughter warns us, hey, if he offers you a drink, do not take it. He makes okay. like way too big of drinks. And I was supposed to be on ESPN radio that night. So I like had to keep it together. So I was telling him, nah, I'm, I'm good. I have to work later. He goes, oh, come on. You can have one. I'm like, no, nah, I'm. And I just kind of like paced myself with a couple beers here and there, maybe a mimosa until 10. And then after 10, I was like, you know, I, I had a, a cocktail with everybody. But um, so uh, J-Boy was the guy's name who I, I was supposed to avoid. And he, I guess, is, excuse me, famous for his J-Boy shots. And okay. he goes to Caleb. He goes, uh, Caleb, what are, you, what are you drinking? He goes, I'm having what you're having. And I'm like, oh, that is not smart, Caleb. He goes, well, do you, I'm, I'm about to pour a J-Boy shot. Do you want a J-Boy shot? And, and Caleb goes, uh, I don't know what that is. He goes, I, well, I'm not going to tell you to you say yes or no. Do you want one? He goes, I'll have one, sure. And um, it turns out that a J-Boy shot was all of the liquor on the bar, like all a little right. bit of all of the liquor on the bar, um, and, and I think like a splash of beer on top. It was disgusting. And um, so... Caleb has one of them. And the first time that they poured it was like, just like a little splash of it. So it still kind of resembled a shot. And then the second time it was like a little bit more. And the third time I'm telling you, dude, it was like half of a red solo was, was this shot that he took. And he takes that and he, um, he keeps it down. It, it, you could tell it bounced on him, but he keeps it down. I left to do my radio hit. By the time I got back, he was back home. <laughs> His Knocked wife had to, had to had to take him back home because J Boy did him a little dirty. So they were they were they were calling him Craig, and then like the the whole like I got back and they and you know they go, uh, Fred, where's Craig? And I go, uh, I think my guess he's back home because you might have given him alcohol poisoning. And they're like, hell yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun time, but I figured you would enjoy uh, that story. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lounge. Uh, we will be back tomorrow is the hope, but certainly Friday before I board my plane to get out to Vegas where um, Friday's episode, you guys, I think are really going to enjoy the guest for that. Tomorrow, I'm trying to work to kind of scramble together a guest as today's canceled. So until then, and until the next time I talk to you guys, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, I'll see you in Vegas. Uh, not going to be taking any J-Boy shots. I might bring another Fred with me just in case. Um, and <laughs> back up. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you, buddy. It's been way too long. It has indeed. <laughs>